0: If you have a pressing need in your life right now, if something's going on in your life where everything inside of you is kind of aching, maybe a little torn up, and you're thinking, man, I need God to do something about this, then I think you're going to be so glad that you joined us today, whether you're one of our locations in the triad, or if you're joining us online, I think you're going to be so glad that you're here. I mean, it may be a physical need. It might actually be something tangible, an illness, a financial thing, something you could actually see and touch and kind of put your hands on. Or or it could be emotional. It may be an anxiety, a worry, a fear, a doubt, uh, could be relational, a marriage thing, a child thing, a parent thing, a family thing, a friend thing, or your job, a work thing. Or, or maybe it's, it's spiritual. Or it could be that you don't even know how to express it. You, you, don't, you don't even know how to put it into words. You just know you have this need in your life and it is just tearing you up. I mean, it's just a nagging, I need help with this. And whether you're a Christian or not, you, I, I bet you know what that's like. I mean, maybe you're not even a religious person. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time. We all have needs. We all have that commonality of, I have this thing in my life that I am dealing with and I need Help. Well, you've come to the right place. Not that I'm going to be able to fix this for you or not that you're going to walk away and that's going to be gone. But I believe since we all know what that's like, that we all can get some help. Before we dive into that, though, I want to go back to last week really quickly and do a quick recap. At the beginning of this series called Amen, where we're looking at prayer and trying to figure out what prayer is like and what it's about and what we need to be praying for when we pray, we're looking at the Lord's Prayer because that's the reason Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer, is to teach us how to pray and the kinds of things we should pray for when we pray. And this is what we learned last week, and we'll come back to this, is that prayer is a conversation with God. It really is that simple. We overcomplicate it. Prayer is a mystery. There's so much mystery to prayer. We do know some things about prayer, but there's more things we don't understand about prayer than what we do know, and and that's because God's just that big. There There is a mystery that we have to embrace when it comes to things that are supernatural, like how prayer works. And then we saw that how prayer is sometimes public, like in these venues, or mostly private, mostly some things you say to God and conversation that you have with God, and it's just between you and God, but it's always personal, always personal. And we saw that kind of the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, as you take those first few lines, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that a good way to summarize what that teaches us about prayer is that when we pray, we should begin saying things not exactly like this necessarily, but this should be our our prayer, something that says, Father, our Heavenly Father, may your way, your will, your kingdom, your agenda, may your way shape what I do and say today. May it come here in my life and through me. What is the Father's way? We saw last week, it's Jesus's way. It's the way of Jesus and Jesus perfectly illustrated to us the way of the Father. And so we look at Jesus's life and we say, that's what we should do. That's what we should say. And so may that be a reality in my life. And so it's there we pick up learning more about prayer through the Lord's Prayer. As Matthew recorded Jesus giving it to us, let's read it again. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want us to laser in on a short part of this, of this prayer, because it teaches us so much. I want us to look at, give us this day our daily bread. This is a huge statement. And, and it's not really about just bread, okay? It's not really only about bread or food. When Jesus said, when you pray, these are the kinds of things to pray for. Give us this day our daily bread represents any practical need we have in our lives, any felt need we have in our lives. And for some people in the world, and, and maybe some people here are joining us online, it may actually be bread. If you're struggling financially and you're trying to put food on the table, it might be that for you. But for most of us at this part of the world, it's probably not really a bread thing, but another need that we feel and It's a practical daily ache that brings us to the point of saying, God, I need help. So that is the kinds of things we should be praying for. Give us this day our daily, you fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. Now, if you're a Jewish person living in the first century and you heard Jesus say this, immediately your mind probably went back to your ancestors way back your ancestors the israelites wandering in the wilderness for 40 years from place to nomadically you know from place to place to place to place and how god fed them in the wilderness was every day every morning a wafer like substance would come from the sky and they would wake up and it would be covering the ground and it was called manna and it's how god fed them in the wilderness so in no uncertain terms It was their daily bread and it came from God and they had enough for every day, just that day, every day. And God did a cool thing on Fridays. He would make it more so they could collect it through the weekend and kind of rest for the weekend. It's a really cool thing, but it was their daily bread. So maybe their mind went back there, but it is really any need that you have in your life that calls you to a point of calling out to God. Now, this does not mean that in prayer, God becomes some type of cosmic divine vending machine. That's not what that means. That if you put in your prayer coins and you put them in the right order, right, then out pops an ice cold answer to prayer. No, no. It's, it's, not, it's not like whatever, whenever, blank check kind of thing. That's not the right way to see it, but it is that God invites us to come to Him with our needs and in a rhythm. Our daily bread, our daily needs. So it's, it's a rhythm, a daily rhythm, a regular rhythm of coming to God and saying, this is what I need, acknowledging who he is, acknowledging your need for him, and acknowledging and declaring your trust in him, as we will see in just a few minutes. Yeah, give us this day our daily bread is, is huge. Noteworthy here, interesting, it's often our needs that motivate us to pray anyway, right? More times than not, people pray when they pray because they need something. And they're saying, oh God, I need this, or I want something, so oh God, I want this, or, or God, help me with this. And you know what? It may be the most common prayer, the most simple prayer, and it's a good prayer, and it sounds like this, oh God, help me, yeah. It's a good prayer. It's a great way to start. But there's so much in this phrase, "Give us this day our daily bread." I want us to unpack it. I want us to see all of this teaches us about God and, and it teaches us about ourselves because there's a lot in here. It teaches us, first of all, that God is our source. God is my source and your source. That's why Jesus said, "Go to the Father." And pray, give us this day our daily bread. Or for you, Father, this is is the need I have in my life. Why would we go to God? Because God ultimately is the source. And what's interesting is what this teaches us about our heavenly father is that he is our provider. He is just not the source. He is our provider in that He sources our lives with the things we need. And here's what's fascinating to me. This is a big thought. God is the provider of all things for all people at all times, without exception. Ultimately, God is the provider of all things for all people. Even people who don't know God is providing for them, God is providing for them. Even people who may take offense to the fact that God is providing for them because they don't believe in him, God is still providing for them. God tells us in his word that he causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust, the good and the bad and the ugly. Doesn't matter. I mean, ugly metaphorically. Those of you that are like, what? No, there are no ugly people. Yeah. So God is a provider for all things, for all people at all times. It's bigger than you think. It's big. And you thought, just oh, God just provides for his own you know, kids, You know, the people that go to church and do it all right. <laughs> right. People who do it all right, who's that? Not us. So, God is the provider of all things, and God is a giver. He is a giver. God is the source, which is, God is predisposed to giving. You need to know that. God has a predisposition towards you, and that is to give to you. That's why when we give to God and we give to others, whether financially or through serving and all that, we reflect the nature of God. We reflect the character of God, because God is a giver which is the exact opposite of what a lot of people assume God is like. A lot of people in culture assume God is a withholder. Oh, I know what you need. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I really want to help you. Uh, you know, you're not, your life is not quite as squeaky clean as it needs to be. Oh, you didn't pray that prayer just right. Oh, you missed a word. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. God has a predisposition. He has a default setting. And you know what God's default setting is? It's not wrath. It's not anger. It is love and to give. You need to know that God is that kind of source. And one of the purposes of prayer is to remind us of this. But not only does this teach us that God is our source, but it has us to come to grips with this. We're in need. When Jesus said, pray this, give us this day our daily bread, implies We need daily bread, or whatever it is that we need, we need. We are in need. It is true for me, and it's true for you. It is the human condition. It is the human way to be in need. Yes, we're smart. Yes, we're capable. Yes, we're creative. Yes, we have good ideas, but yet we're in need. And for some of us, that can be difficult to admit. It pushes against our pride, right? It pushes against the attitude that says, I got this. I got this. I don't need. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. Whatever I need, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I got this. I got this. When it comes to meeting the needs in our lives, ultimately and finally, ain't nobody got this. Not down here. We are in need of our heavenly Father. And it also pushes against our desire for control, right? Because to say I'm in need is to admit that I'm in daily dependence on God. Daily dependence on someone else. And for those of us that like to kind of be in control of things, that can be challenging. We're in need. We're in need. Now, some of you may be thinking, well... Is this just about needs, right? Is this just about needs? Does God care about what I want to? Because I know I got needs, but well, I want this. But I really want, and I know it's a want. I know it's not an absolute necessity need, but does God care about my wants too? I'm sure he does, but I have to leave that up to God. I'm not God. I think it depends. Not, you know, Sometimes I want things that are not good for me. Sometimes you want things that are not good for you, so... We have to trust the wants kind of thing. We have to trust that to God. This is not about the wants. And I know what some of you are thinking. I've heard it. I've heard it. If it's big to me, it's big to my God. Doesn't that sound precious? That's precious. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing to say. But here's the truth. Let me just speak for me. Sometimes things that are big to me, I'm pretty sure aren't that big to God. Because I I get sidetracked. And I start getting, I start caring about stuff that really doesn't matter, all that big. It's not that big of a deal, the big scheme of things. I'm not quite sure. You know, God's looking at all these starving people and, you know, and I'm wanting a parking space up close. I know you guys are hungry, but this guy needs a parking space. Right? I'm not quite so sure if God's all that concerned with how many likes I get on Instagram. Only three and a half likes God, right? The half because there was a guy that thought about it but didn't. <laughs> it's real. The struggle is real, right? I, okay, I don't want to make you more enemies. Let me say it like this. I think, I think there's a better way to approach your wants. It's not, it's not thinking, right, is what's big to me big to God? Is what's big to me big to God? There's a better way to understand it, and it's this. Are the things that are big to God big to me? Do the things that God care about, are those the things I care about? Because see, that's one of the purposes of prayer, is to align our heart like we saw last week with the heart of God and our thinking with his mind and our way with his way. So it's better when it comes to these things we want and don't necessarily need to say, God, I just want to make sure that my heart reflects your heart and may the things you care about become the things I learn to care for. You see the difference? Yeah, this is about this need thing. We're in need. Not about wants. That's a whole different thing. We'll leave that up to God. But that's not your problem. Your problem and my problem is not that we don't get what we want, even though we think that's our problem. That's not really our problem. Our challenge is that we're not bringing our needs to our Heavenly Father. And we are in need. Make no mistake. But see, give us this day our daily bread is the invitation to tell God what you need. God is the source, we're in need, well, hey, guess what comes next? It means we get to go to the source to tell God what we need. To actually say it, get this, this is so simple, you're going to miss it. This is so clear, you're going to miss it if you're not careful. Actually say it, speak it to God. There's a lot of brain science behind this, and that's a a, a part of uh, some things that I've Begun reading in just a little bit over the last few years, just out of curiosity, some neuroscience articles and stuff like that. It's fascinating to me, fascinating. One of the last parts of the body that we're really beginning to try and to explore more is the brain. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing. But the brain science has taught us, has taught us that when you verbalize something that you're thinking and that you're feeling, it's therapeutic, it's helpful. Right. When you you got these thoughts, these fears, these worries, these doubts, these questions, this anxiety, however, you just fill in the blank and you actually say what it is you want or say what it is you think or say what it is you feel, say what it is, speak what you need or you just vent on somebody. Right. You just get it all out kind of thing. The brain science proves there's a chemical release in the brain that actually calms us down, reduces stress reduces tension, and we just feel better. Now, nothing has changed. You just kind of got it out, right? It's a good thing for us husbands to remember, right? You don't you, you want me to help you fix it? Nope, I just want you to listen to me. That makes no sense. Okay. But I, I, I've, heard, I've heard my wife say this to me. I, I've heard, and I hear other people say it. And I think I've probably said it at some point. We say these kinds of things all the time. You know what? Just kind of getting this out, just now that I've said it, now that just makes me feel better. It helps just to say it. Yes, it does. But here's what's fascinating. It's a little troubling too. We'll talk to everybody else first and most about our needs instead of talking to our Heavenly Father about them. It's like, can you believe this? And I don't, I had this problem and I don't understand why. And, and we'll talk about God and our need to other people instead of talking to God about our needs and our problems. Matter of fact, we often choose to complain to other people rather than pray To our heavenly Father, or we'll go to Facebook and we'll ask everybody else to pray for us, which is fine, which is a wonderful thing to do. We go to social media, y'all pray for me, y'all pray for me, no problem doing that. That's that's just great. We should be there for each other. But here's the question: Have you prayed for yourself? Have you gone to your heavenly father and told him what you need? It's that simple. We miss it. Maybe you're so busy. Maybe you're distracted. Or it could be you're just weary of asking. I get it. But you have an invitation. An open invitation by your heavenly father. He invites you to come to him and ask him. Now, just think, think about this with me, just, just a quick second. All right, if you're a mom or a dad, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you're gonna get this. And even if you're not a parent yet, I, I think you will be able to identify with this, okay? As a dad, I have two daughters. And as a dad, if I knew one of my girls had a need, I mean, I'm not talking about a Christmas list, wish, want kind of thing, but had a pressing need and a legitimate need that I had the ability to meet, and, and they didn't tell me about it. And I found out after the fact, man, you're talking about frustrating. As a parent, you want to look at your kid and go, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you say something? I could have helped you. Right? I mean, doesn't everything inside of a parent just look at their kid and say, I'm your huckleberry. You know, I don't know where that came from. Right? But, but I, you got me. I'm your parent, I'm your dad, I'm your mom. Now I'm not talking about I need another pair of shoes kind of thing, you know, that's different. That's a different conversation. Well, I, I guess I'm a dad of girls, okay? That's a different conversation, right? I'm talking about I got this aching need in my life. I'm in trouble. Then as a earthly dad, I want to know and I will do everything within my limit, listen, I'm going somewhere, in my limited human ability to meet it. Your parents get me on this? Everybody? Even when your kids are little, you'd say, man, anything? I'd say, we we feel that. We know that. Even if you don't have kids, one day when I have kids, if I have kids, yes, I get that. I'd give my life. Get anything I can. One day, Jesus was given his most famous sermon. We referred to it last week. It's it's actually where the Lord's Prayer is, one of the places that's given to us, the Sermon on the Mount. And Matthew recorded this sermon, or at least most of it. And he recorded that when Jesus got to the part where he started talking about praying, he addressed parents. And he said, if you earthly, human, sinful parents have got it figured out that you want to provide the needs for your children and you're human and you're limited and you can only do so much for so long, how much more does your heavenly Father want to do the same thing for those who ask him? Wow. Isn't that incredible? And then Jesus went on and he said, So I want you to ask and keep on asking. So I want you to seek and keep seeking. I want you to knock and keep knocking because God is a provider. He is our source. He has a predisposition to give and we're in need. So he wants us to come to him and tell us what we need. He invites us. A few decades later, Paul is writing to a group of Christ followers in the city of Philippi. And he says it like this. He says, all these anxieties you have and all these worries and all these issues you've got in your life, make your request known to God. Bring all that and tell him about it. Bring all that and present it to him. Bring all those issues and all that baggage and all that stuff maybe that you've been telling everybody else. Have you talked to God about it? Or maybe the stuff you don't feel like you can tell anybody else because you would be embarrassed or you don't want anyone else to know just how much in need you are. Make your request to God. One of Jesus' closest followers, Peter, he clued he into this as well. And when he wrote his letter to the Christians in the first century, he included these words Cast all your care on him because he cares for you. Mm, amazing. Now, why? Why does God invite us to come to him and tell him what we need? Is it to make sure he doesn't forget? Is it for his benefit somehow? No, absolutely not. It's not like at any point God's like, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten. It just slipped. seven billion people. It's a lot. Just, poof, just went right over my head and I, I just missed that one. You know, it was raining outside and it's just, there's a lot going on. No. In fact, in that same sermon, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said something else. He said, your heavenly father already knows your needs before you ask him. So why does he want me to ask him and seek and knock? Why does he want me to cast my cares upon him? Why does he want me to do all this if he already knows? Because it's not for him. If it's not for him, then who's this for? It's for you for me it's for my heart it brings us to him and if god has to use your need to bring you to him he'll do it unfortunately that's often what it takes because when we're doing good man we got it we got it we got it i must be doing something right man got all the dials turned just right god's good god's good you know which is just code for i got this figured out For a lot of people, not everybody. Not bad to say. It's become a cliche though. Pretty empty cliche. No, 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 that's not it at all. He wants us to come to him because it is in our need that we realize just how much we need him. And that brings us to him. And if God has to use your need to bring you to him, He'll do it because ultimately this is a relationship. Never forget, never forget, never forget. This is a relationship we're talking about. So tell God what you need. There's one more part of this. It's logical, kind of goes without saying, but let's let's talk about it. And you trust God with the results. You trust God with the outcome. See, that's in there. Give us this day our daily bread assumes that then you will wait for the daily bread to be given to you. It assumes that, okay, I'm going to ask you for this, you fill in the blank, whatever your need is, and then you're going to look to him to provide it as your source, as your giver. You have a need, he has a way to provide in his great sovereignty, in his mighty wisdom, according to his way, then you trust him to do it. You say, okay, if I trust the results to God, then what kind of results can I expect? What kind of results can I expect then? That's a logical question. I don't know what kind of results you're going to get. I'm not God, and I don't know your need, but I can promise you this. It'll be what's best for you because he's your heavenly father. And if us being earthly human, okay, here we go again. If we being parents who are limited have figured that much out for our kids, we're not going to give them something harmful. If they're looking for something helpful, we're going to give them something helpful. How much more does your heavenly father do that for us? I, I don't know how God will do what's best for you, but he will often do what's best in a way that you didn't expect. Boy, I've had that experience. Maybe you've had that experience where you were praying and, and, and God, I want you to do this. And you had it in your mind, you had it figured out. This is what I want. And this is what I need. And this is why. And this is how it's going to work. And then God actually meet that need by doing something over here that you didn't see and you didn't know about in a relationship you weren't really paying attention to and an experience you didn't see coming. And God achieved the same thing. And now you look back and go, wow, I didn't see that coming. But that's even better than what I was thinking. God did even better than I could imagine. Yeah, that's what the Heavenly Father does. M- maybe in a different way. But you trust Him. You trust Him with the results. That's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Trust is a choice. Now, some of you may be struggling with that. Because you're like, I've done this. Man, I agree with what you're saying. And I've tried that. I've tried that. I have a need in my life. And it's been there a very long time. And I've asked God and I've asked God and I've asked God and I've told God and I've told him and I've told him and it's not changing. So I stopped praying. I just stopped praying. That's why I don't pray anymore. I've definitely been there. As a pastor, I have felt that feeling and thought that thought. But then I begin to realize, well, that says something about my heart that the only reason I'm really praying is because I'm thinking I'm going to get what I want or what I think I need. And that if I got it, if I'm not gonna get what I, if I'm gonna get the answer I want in a timely manner, then I'm out. Then it ain't, it ain't working for me. And wow, that says something about me. That's an indictment on my heart, not an indictment on prayer or, or by no means on God. What, let's look at it like this What if everything you needed and everything you wanted, you got within 12 hours of praying for it? What if that was the deal? Like there was a 12 hour Like time frame, you need to keep God 12 hours because it's 7 billion people. 12 hours, right? And this is all hypothetical. But let's just say every need, every single need or every want, even as soon as it left your mouth, 12 hours, you got it. Like Amazon Prime from the divine Amazon Prime, right there. Boom, on your front doorstep. Yeah. Do you know what I think would happen? Then we would only come to God when we needed something or wanted something and then God would become to us this cosmic genie in the lamp and it's like God I need God I want and then if I'm God I'm beginning to wonder wait a second wait a second wait a second do you love me as your heavenly father or are you just using me to get your needs met and to get a few things you want too You see, let's not forget, this is a relationship thing. This prayer thing is a a relationship with your heavenly father kind of thing. And, And prayer will not be a tool of manipulation. God will not allow it to be that. And God cannot be manipulated. But he invites you to come to him. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you need. Why is this so important? Well, Jesus says to do it. And, and, and it deepens our relationship with God when we come to him and we say, listen, I, this is what I need. He already knows it, but when I come to him and express it, something begins to change in me. You see, when Paul was writing to the Philippians and he told them, bring your all your anxieties and your worries to him, he went on to say, and a peace from God that passes human understanding and comprehension will stand guard over your heart, your anxious heart, and stand guard over your troubled mind that God will begin to do a work in your heart. Whether or not circumstances are changing as quickly as you want them to, God will begin to change you. And that's the greater work anyway. That's the main deal anyway. And then, guess what? When you pray, you never know, everything may change. And that need you're praying for, that you're telling God about, exactly met, maybe exactly like you asked, and maybe, and sometimes even more than you ask, and beyond what you could have hoped for. You kidding me? Don't you know God gets a kick out of doing stuff like that, just like us human earthly parents get a kick out of doing those, blowing our kids' minds? Because he is a God that is predisposed to give. So ask him, and your request will be met with more love and grace than you Can Imagine. Here's another way to understand this. Give us this day our daily bread. Here's another way to pray this. Something like this. Father, this is what I need today. And I trust you. See, this is almost so simple. Again, you'll miss it. This is pure, clear. Father, This is what I need. I know you know it. I know you know it, but this is what I need. I need to get this out. I need to say this. It helps me just to get this off my chest. God, this this is what I need, and I trust you. Going back to last week, help your way shape what I do and say, in the meantime, while I'm trusting you, but I trust you with the outcome. Father, this is what I need today. In fact, I want us to create some space right now to do that. I don't want to just talk about it. Yes, it needs to become a daily rhythm, a regular rhythm, but let's, let's begin right now. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads, not because it's holy, not because it's spiritual, but it just kind of help you block out everything else and everyone else and focus on whatever it is you need. And you know what that is. And right now you may be getting bombarded with thoughts of all the things you need, okay? That's, that's fine, you're not gonna overwhelm God. There's no quota, there's no limit. But there may be one primary thing or two primary things that just have you aching on the inside and you may not even be able to know how to explain it or describe it. That's okay, that's okay. The main thing is not that you put, put it into perfect words, but that you bring it to your Father. He knows how to translate the words of your heart. I want to give you some time right now in your own words to say, Father, this is what I need, and I trust you. Let's do that now in the quietness of this moment. Our Heavenly Father, in the quietness of this moment, I know that more needs are being brought to you than I can even begin to imagine. In this room, at our other locations, even people online watching right now, not even to think about all the people across the world in places of worship doing very similar things, bringing their needs and concerns and aches and pains to you. We do this because you ask us to. We do this because we need to do this. We know you know. We know we're not informing you of anything you're not aware of. But Father, we want want to make our requests known to you. And Jesus taught us to pray this way. So, Father, may we experience the peace that comes from handing this off to you, our Heavenly Father, who knows what we need and how to meet the need. And, Father, we don't know. We don't know the big picture. We don't know exactly all the ins and outs of the details of what you're allowing and why. But help us to trust you, to choose to trust you. This is what we need. We trust you with the outcome. We trust you with the results. And may this be a daily rhythm. May this be a daily pattern of calling out to you. And may we remember that you are ready to provide and ready to give. And then may we trust your timing and your wisdom to do what is best for us, your children. And you are heavenly father. And may we be encouraged by the words of Jesus that how much more will you do this for us when we ask in Jesus' name, amen.